Hey everybody, it's James Tiley and Johnny Fry. We're back over here at Digital Bytes. And Johnny brought along a friend. We've had we've had Kroll on before, so this is Kroll again. But Mark LePage wrote an article into the secret garden or the dark pool of confusion. Uh, the only thing I can think of right now is Phil Collins because of the title, <laughs> but <laughs> He didn't do he didn't do a secret garden, did he? He'd had the oh, land he, of confusion, right? In Genesis? He certainly had the land of confusion. Yeah. Well, thanks, James. And and Mark, well, welcome to Digital Bite Show. Um, thanks, Johnny. Thanks, James. You're, you're on an island even smaller than the UK, Britain, because you're in Guernsey, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely tiny. Yeah, 27 square miles. So um, I can pretty, if, if a few buildings were knocked down between here and where my house is, I could see my house. Wow. So it's very wow. small. Yeah, very small. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, Mark, um, before we get into, it's a really long title, um, which <laughs> we'll get into in a second, but um, just to be great to get a bit of an overview about um, what you do at Kroll, and perhaps you can just explain for new listeners, you know, what a Kroll actually do. Yeah, great. Well, well, Kroll, to be honest, do a bit of everything. So we do a lot in the cybersecurity space. Uh, the side I'm on is very much in terms of the uh, management consulting space, so particularly helping firms with uh, financial regulation issues. So that's very much my day-to-day um, -day job. And uh, it, it became pretty obvious. Um, I, I joined the firm about a year ago, and it became pretty obvious soon after I joined that obviously there was a, a, a very big um, push in the DeFi space, in the management consulting space. So we, we hired Hayden Jones, who I know has been on here before. And, okay. and basically, um, I got pulled in from, if you like, my traditional day job, because uh, I've had some exposure in the DeFi crypto space before in my previous roles. Um, and um, I'm doing a PhD so where in it at the moment. Then? Where Sorry? Where were you before Kroll? Oh, so I was in a big four firm before that. And then before that, I um, I was doing a life sentence at a financial services regulator for uh, nearly 20 years. So, um, yeah, I've kind of come to the dark side, as uh, people keep <laughs> reminding me. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, um, well, well great, great to have you here. And um, thank you. I think what's really interesting is that. You know, Kroll is a six and a half thousand strong firm. It's a big yeah. old firm, um, yeah. obviously a lot, predominantly based out of the USA. So that'll make James happy. Yeah. Uh, he's also based over there. But um, you've got a quite a strong team in terms of number of people um, that are looking now at sort of blockchain technology, DeFi, crypto, digital assets, because a lot of your clients are regulated and I suppose are getting involved more and more in this area. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, we, we've seen huge demand in, in, in the space, as you can imagine. And, and to be honest, there's quite a natural fit because uh, obviously there, 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 there are a lot of uh, computer scientists in, employed by the firm, uh, guys who've, who are involved in sort of heavy forensic stuff as well. Um, so, so in many ways, really, it was just a case of, right, let, there's loads of these different skill sets. Let's plug them all together. I mean, my skill set, for example, I've spent a lot of time at the regulator and working through with firms how to do um, blockchains, keep them the right side of the law, that kind of thing. And so it's a case of just getting everybody together from many different teams and plugging them all together. And that, that's very much been Hayden's role, really. He's been a um, uh, mediator of men and ideas, really. Right, right. And so what's the general thrust? How, how would you give us a quick synopsis of, of your article? What, what are you trying to get across as the... 
as a, yeah, as yeah, so, 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 so this article has actually come from a, a piece of work I'm doing for the PhD, and um, and and really as a synopsis, um, I, I read an article. Uh, well, it'd be over a year ago now, which I absolutely loved the title, and the title was called um, "Bitcoin is so last decade." And and what that was basically saying was, look, you know, f forget the whole um, crypto thing, um, as it were. Get get really, really. Um, involved if you really want to make money in this space and look at what's going on in the DeFi space now obviously DeFi uh was was well known to, to to all of us but i thought that was the first time i think i'd heard anybody say you know what um crypto might have um been in and gone as uh, as an asset class talking about it from a finance side um what else is going on so i started looking into this stuff and i saw that actually what was going on um were i i think the best way of calling it was um um, there were these build your own investment funds, you know, build your own pension fund type type products. And my first thought was, you know, as as, as a regulator who who at one point a bit, <laughs> if you like, on 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 the side of uh, assuming everything was wrong. My first thought was, you know, this will be absolutely mad. You know, there's no way people can make, um, you know, can can make money investing in these things. But you know, it didn't take me very long to 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 realise that actually um, most of these things. Things that were in the DeFi space that were, you know, a, a build your own investment fund idea. We're actually doing a lot better um, performance wise than uh, investment funds that were also investing into the DeFi space. So I thought, hang on a minute, there's something really strange going on here. And, and that's really what the article um, is all about, really, that, um, you know, I started off thinking, hang on, these things uh, must surely be evil to thinking, actually, these things are very, very good. <laughs> and um, what really matters is that people um, just have their wits about them a bit and have a look at, you know, how the performance graph has gone over the last six, nine, 12 months. And if it's looking okay, ha have a punt. You'll probably do better in those than in... Um, um, more traditional investment funds. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, you know, none of us are trying to give investment advice here. No, exactly. Yeah. But you've you've looked at, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read them out. You, you've looked at um, something called D-Hedge Stablecoin Yields. That's right. Yeah. Top Index, Yield yeah. Farming and Trend. Yeah. Siver. Yeah. Defiable Mid Small Cap, DeFi yeah. Plus Index, Metaverse Index. And we, we've ended up with a bit of sushi at the end. Um, That's right. Now yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. And and those names that they're like are these the pension products that you're referring or the the products you're referring to that people yeah. could look at as possible investment yeah. alternatives? Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, I mean, there are hundreds of these things, but um, you know, I mean, I mean, we all know just how fast the um, De DeFi um, assets are expanding. I mean, I mean, when I first started looking at this, um, there was about five or six billion dollars under it, and I mean, it, it's probably treble that now, maybe even more, depending on who you look at. Um, and what I basically did was that. Was I picked out um, uh, products that um, you know, according to um, the records as as presented on um, on the platforms, the the, the web platforms uh, were um, were larger in size. Because the thing with these things is that if they're very very small, just the custom running them um, isn't going to make um, any money. So it was a case of finding ones that were um, big enough to start. Um, uh, that you thought, you know what, these are starting to look like the kind of size that if this was an investment fund, you'd be like, yeah, this might actually have a chance of being a goer because, you know, all of the money made isn't going to get sucked into the expenses of running the thing. Right. Okay. So 
Um, perhaps we better just go back one step. And what do you mean by DeFi? We all, we've all heard of Hi-Fi. You know, yeah. what's what's DeFi all about then? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so DeFi, I think, and uh, you know, I, I read a great article by by somebody uh, called called Shah, and and really, what 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 it's, I mean, I mean, the the term itself is decentralized finance, but but really, what it's saying is, um, you don't necessarily need to have a traditional financial financial intermediary in the place. You can go direct to invest yourself. And um, and the argument is, you know, a bit like the argument of the internet all the all the those years ago was that it would be a freer flow of information. You know, there wouldn't be anybody that that could, um, you know, slightly distort the information in that kind of, uh, you know, whispers and rumours type way. Um, you know, you go direct to the source uh, and buy there, and that's and that and really probably this is. Um, define its ultimate perfection really what what's happening here is probably you know uh, investment products are one of the most complicated things that anybody um in the street can invest in mm-hmm. um and um you know you're you're getting rid of everybody else in between you're going straight and investing uh, directly in it which isn't that very easy to do in um, the traditional financial world okay so, so essentially DeFi is, is um is able to it's another another horrible word but disintermediate take exactly, out the exactly. agents the brokers the the people that are handling your money which all need, they all need to be or certainly all want to be paid but DeFi effectively can put someone that's got money directly with someone who wants to borrow money in a very simplistic that's sense. right exactly exactly okay so, so therefore you haven't got to pay these other costs so therefore in theory um that the lender can get a better rate and perversely the the borrower can also get a better rate because it's it's all, almost like a peer-to-peer basis at one simplistic level. Exactly right. And the, and the other thing that's quite interesting about these things is that in the traditional financial world, there are, lot, there are lots of extra additional fees that can be added on, things like um, custody, who is looking after the assets, that kind of thing. In, in, in this kind of space, a lot of those things all go because it's all, it, it's all written into the blockchain anyway. So, so you know, the security um, is the blockchain. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think the other big factor is it's not just cost, but it's also counterparty risk. Exactly. Because one party can deal with another party. They're not going through a clearinghouse or or an exchange or, or something whereby, you know, uh, uh, well, FTX is a classic example. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Exchange where money was held there and unfortunately funneled away, it would, it would appear. What's slightly interesting, um, actually, last week on um, we, we, we had um, a German regulated company called Swarm. And they're oh, a, yes, yeah. They're a regulated DeFi platform, which is that's right, quite yes. bizarre, really, that the Germans, who are normally super cautious, have actually embraced this idea of saying, OK, providing you've got the correct standards and procedures around onboarding and um, the like, then even DeFi can actually come into the regulated sphere, which is quite unusual, really. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, actually, because somebody was saying to me the other day, actually, that... Um, uh, but but Baffin, I think, is the one largely yes. getting involved here. Um, that actually they're the most welcoming of, of, of all the regulators around, yeah. and and it's very very interesting actually because I mean, but I mean, it's five or six years since I was a full time regulator myself. But even back then, Baffin were very much on the cutting edge of things. They they released a very very interesting paper on AI. 
Um, and so this would have been back in about 2016, 2017, I think. So, no one um, could spell AI in those days. Well, no, exactly. So, so, so they do seem to get rather a, ahead of the curve. So they've clearly got some very, very clever people um, that haven't yet been tempted by the riches outside of regulation. Uh, and Mark, just very, I, I appreciate it's very short term that you've been looking at, only over, a, I think, at most a, a couple of years. That's right. Um, but, but on the whole, these different investment strategies um, that we went, ran through quickly, and there's loads more details, obviously, in your article, that they've actually performed reasonably well compared to the benchmarks. They have that 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 that's right. So so I mean I I, I looked at it against um, against the S and P five hundred for, for for obvious reasons. I, I think nearly everybody would do that in terms of um, performance. But but then the other thing I did was was I put it against um, uh, against the price of Bitcoin because uh, you know I, I I think everybody would probably accept that in terms of the overall crypto asset class which a lot of this stuff is still invested in um you know the 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 bitcoin uh price curve um is a pretty good substitute for what is going on in crypto as a whole um so yeah no they have performed extremely well well they've either performed extremely well or they've done what they've said on the tin so so the first one you read out which was the d hedge stablecoin yield you know it it stayed very 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 stable i mean the 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 graph in the article is about as close to a horizontal line as you're ever going to see in the real world so um you you know they, they, it is quite interesting they do seem to be able to um do what they say on the tin i mean they're, they're, there are one or two exceptions within those graphs but by and large um they have done very very well and you know when i compared them to traditional investment funds that were in that space and i i looked at and i think it was 60 something like that um for five five of 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 the of these um gardens these platforms these sets um uh were, were the top performing ones which was extraordinary really and, and not what i was expecting to find well uh, mark i think what's also interesting is without getting too sort of technical into it but having been in the asset management business myself for all oh, for too long um is that there, we've seen a huge amount of growth in um index funds or or yeah and I, I, i'm going to come back to james in a minute, but algorithmic funds whereby you say this pool of money is going to be invested like this um, and this is what it's going to do and it's going to buy and sell accordingly as opposed to actively manage funds where um, a fund manager he or she will say well look I can pick shares I think BP is better than Shell or I think you know IBM is better than Microsoft or you know and and it's very much an actively managed approach based on someone's thoughts feelings research and gut reaction where a lot of the stuff going on in the DeFi space is this is the investment proposition. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to follow that. And it, it again, it's it's quite a passive style or it's it, they may be active in terms of certain events happen. So they need to do some trading. But my point is, you're not reliant on a fund manager. Are you? You, you, you've got predetermined rules and regulations as to how your money is going to be looked after. Well, well, I think I, I think that's right, and and I think you know I, I mean I had to shorten it in the article because because of the word count limit. But um, yeah. one one of these um, gardens that that I looked at had, had a strategy that went on forever in terms of how it's defined, and there was clearly a very very conscious translation of somebody uh taking the smart contract and putting it back into uh back into words um i mean there was a huge caveat at the end which was something like this might change or or uh, and we'll see how it goes um but 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 at the same time when you looked at it you thought yeah you know um th- th- this person has almost been over conscientious in describing what, what what it did and certainly back in my days in financial services regulation i mean you 
you, you would look at a um, prospectus and uh, and to be quite honest you, you would have to be quite intelligent sometimes to really understand precisely what was going on it just wasn't laid out in in, in such a bespoke and um, uh, over conscientious way if I can put it like but that. But Mark this is this I suppose what I'm, I'm really sort of kind of thoughts going through in my mind is um, perversely DeFi um, actually can become the regulator's friend or Agreed. the trustee's friend simply because Agreed. I'm investing in this because this is what they say they're going to do and then they basically employ algorithms and smart contracts to carry out exactly what they said they'd do and there's no suddenly oh well we decided to have a punt on this or we've decided to put some whole load of money in smaller companies or we suddenly thought Japan was a great idea that can't happen it's pre-programmed to exactly what it says it's going to do James, you're, you've got a huge amount of experience in algo, um, you know, building algorithms and things in Wall Street for nearly 20 years. Any any thoughts on this or are you off gardening as we speak? Well, I'll tell you, for one thing, I haven't really heard the term garden before. No, I have. It's great, isn't it? I, I love it. I like it. Well, what it's garden, like we used to have to grow new vegetables and fruit and stuff. And that's what yield farming is, right? I guess that's where it comes from. So now we're, yeah. we're gardening our investments yeah, but uh, so I'm looking. You know, we use the word DeFi, and I think in over in my side of the world, we definitely shoot it out like ammunition, right? DeFi, DeFi. De- Nobody tells regular people the definition of decentralized finance, and the ter- the definition itself is the antithesis of regulation. If you just look at it blindly, yep. so this is this is interesting to me, but. So my question, though, is, uh, yes, right? You got algorithmic, oh, you almost want to say AI, managed portfolios that or indexes that monitor networking and transactions that go on. Something like the Sushi Dow House is, feels like a 401k to me. So you, you, you could be tre- like a basket of investment products. Whereas an index is just a monitor of in the uh, tools as assets. That's the word I want. Yeah. Right. But, but James, you're right. You know, but it shows how these different gardens have different flavors. It have different, you know, different investment styles. They could be managed. They, they may well just be a, a basket of a particular asset class. So to shorten my question, how do we get this? in front of integrated with regulated over on your side we're not the u.s ain't doing that anytime soon how how do we get that to the people right i don't feel that DeFi is to the people yet any thoughts on that mark especially coming from put your regulatory hat on if i could ask you you know how, how would you how do you think the regulators could encourage people to have a bit more education and and if they thought it was appropriate put a toe in the water yeah, so, so 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 I think what's very very interesting, and and perhaps this has been lost over the last five to six years of regulation. So, really interesting question, actually, James, is that initially, for example, if you looked at the um, uh, at the UK regulators, they they did have a and still do actually have a statutory responsibility to financially educate, and I think over the last. Uh, five to ten years with all of the fun and games there's been that's perhaps been something that, that that's been forgotten but i i i, I think um uh, that that that, that uh, is the only way really is that those of us who 
who perhaps can understand it will go with the uh, and indeed some of the guys behind these gardens um, would be brave enough to go to the regulators with the value propositions and say look actually you know this is probably a better product for for retail look look at what's going on so um, you know and you know you do have that role to educate and and part of what my research is all about actually in this area is it's not just how um, exciting all this stuff is it's about um, you know ensuring that uh, individuals um, have basic financial savvy knowledge to understand a performance graph and understand what that means in terms of both risk and return uh, and go from there but but the key really is is i think to uh, certainly encourage those regulators who do have the a statutory responsibility to educate uh, to educate again and 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 it will require a bit of bravery yeah no i agree james and james can i can i perhaps also suggest that the the other uh, vital impact or vital part of this is also the press um, because if it's particularly the trade press, if they're writing about these topics and exploring, the, you know, the ups and the downsides, and it's not a one way street by any means. But then the wealth managers, the, the the brokers, the broker dealers, as you'd call them, the financial advisors, we tend to call them here in, in UK and Europe. They'll start looking at them um, because at the moment what happens is that unless a client asks you to put something into crypto, typically most financial advisors are not going to touch any of this stuff. But if we have a combination of the regulator perhaps being a little bit more open-minded and understanding the risks and the benefits and also the people that are selling these products, i.e. financial advisors, um, otherwise it's just going to be by osmosis because you don't need to have advice to get involved in this area, um, which is a good and a bad thing because, you know, some of them are pretty volatile and, um, you know, they should, shouldn't be treated lightly. But um, at least we've got conversations like this and, you know, going out to your network of 4.6 million people all over the world, James, you're certainly helping that process. And I think you brought up a good point real quick. The uh, the idea over here in the United States is the, the whole ETF push, right? We're doing the, we have the exchange traded funds for um, Bitcoin futures, right? And now we're yep. trying to get, we're trying to get some other actual spot held Bitcoin as, you know, ETFs, Ethereum mm-hmm. ETFs. So it, makes sense what you said about the news because an etf in america is going to put it in the hands of everyone where a, a financial advisor might actually say hey this is available so in the DeFi world these indexes could very well lay the framework for what would be an exchange traded fund which would yep. be easier to regulate i would think yep mark would it, that would be almost a given for regulation then uh, completely right yeah completely right yeah and and also i think this it's a matter of gestation it's time you know if, if you've got sim- this if this level of performance that you've highlighted mark um is the same after three years after five years dare i say after seven years it becomes very difficult to ignore um and you know that therefore i think it'll take long you know six months you know 18 months okay two years you know now you, oh, okay you're still doing what you said you'd do so I think that sometimes it just takes a little time. But, uh, but Mark, thank you very much. I think we need to get you back in probably a year's time. I'd love to. to. Th- thanks very much. Your time, growing. Yeah, indeed. Thanks very much, gents. All right. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, James, once again. Wait, would he be Dr. Mark LePage then? Well, he could be. But, Mark, before you go, how's the best way people get hold of you? On, on LinkedIn? Yeah, definitely on LinkedIn, yeah. 
Okay, and it's Mark, and then it's Le Page, as in the French way, I suppose, The Page. Well, well, no, it's, it's actually done in a very bizarre way, so I'm actually an L.E. page, although, um, believe it or not, some of my ancestors were involved in a gunfight in the 1848 revolutions, and they were also spelt Le Page. So L-E-P-A-G-E. Which revolution? The one, in, the one in America or the one over here? No, no the, 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 uh, the one in France in 1848. Yeah, it didn't last very long, which... Uh, probably sums up my family actually <laughs> <laughs> all right mark well thank you very much again and if anyone would like a copy of the article then obviously you can always contact uh, james Kiley, yeah. um or mark or myself and uh, we'll happily get one over to you but th- thanks mark and thanks james